You know, the news that uh, came through on Friday, and that was, of course, after the close of the JSE. Um, what will be the implications if uh, all three ratings agencies downgraded South Africa? Oh, I was actually at a year in function uh, for me to complete my articles, and I found this news on Twitter, and I was like, no ways. I was absolutely crushed. I had to go home straight after that. Um, but yes, Moody's placed South Africa on review for a downgrade, and as well as S&P downgraded South Africa's local currency debt to junk. And they've highlighted political uncertainty, high debt levels, the current account deficit, which is increasing, and weak economic growth outlook. So there will be repercussions on the side of S&P downgrading South Africa, but if Moody's also downgrades South Africa further, the local currency debt, this will have some serious serious repercussions throughout the economy. So I'll talk from a level of the impact on the economy if all three are downgraded. And first we begin with the cost of borrowing. So if the uh, South Africa is downgraded by all three ratings agencies, the cost of borrowing will increase, which means that it will be a greater cost to the government to service the debt. And this money will be diverted from social expenditures, such as building infrastructure or the social grants, which will be needed from the poorest and the poor. On the second level, we know that the global fund manage- managers will take their money outside of South Africa. And a lot of their mandates are um, of, the, of these funds is to invest in countries with investment grade. And if South Africa is not investment grade, we'll obviously get taken out of these funds or bond indexes, which means that capital will leave South Africa. And of course, the bond yields will have to increase for that risk premium um, that will come through. So we know with the midterm budget speech from a few weeks ago that South Africa currently has a budget deficit. So the government will need to borrow at least $200 billion per year over the next three years um, in order to plug in that gap. And of course, the South African market is not big enough in order to take in that $200 billion, so we will need foreign investors to come in. So the question will be, will there still be appetite for South African bonds um, post-downgrades? On the third front, we know that the RAND will depreciate. We've seen the volatility of the RAND throughout the year. So those of you who are going on holiday overseas, um, it's going to be quite unfortunate um, over the December holidays. It will be quite expensive. So we know that the cost of goods, such as fuel, we've seen that um, fuel prices have gone up over the past couple of months. Um, Food is also denominated in dollars. So we'll see the cost of all these goods increasing as a result of RAND depreciation. And when the cost of goods increase, this is obviously passed on to me and you as a consumer, which makes it a lot more difficult um, to spread that little money that we already have. And we'll see inflation starting to come through in the economy. And when we have an increase in inflation, this increases interest rates, um, which will result in you and me as well, again, struggling to pay off things such as our car and our bonds and other debts. On the fourth front, it will affect consumer and business confidence. So what will happen is um, you and me will be more reluctant to spend because we're uncertain about our future. I know from myself, I hardly go into the shops. So Black Friday for me was an absolute myth. Um, and from a business perspective, they are investing a lot less in the economy because they are uncertain about their industries and the future of the country. And lastly, and not least, which is something which really hurts me, is that um, taxes will have to increase. So at the midterm budget speech, the minister spoke about the revenue shortfall, the budget deficit, and now if downgrades occur more and more, um, we'll have an increase in our debt obligations. 
And what this all means is that Treasury will be forced to increase taxes in order to plug in the gap of revenue. And this is going to squeeze the already um, tax base that's under a lot of pressure already. So we'll see all of these effects coming through over the next couple of months, unfortunately. And then, Fundisa, what are the key issues in Zimbabwe that needs to be addressed in order to revive the economy there? Wow, um, it's been such a week for the African continent and Zimbabwe. I was in hospital last week and I came out and I was like, oh my gosh, so much has happened and changed in Zimbabwe. Um, so yes, we have a new president in Zimbabwe and there's such an enormous task ahead of him with poverty at over 80%, unemployment 95% and hyperinflation. There are certain key things that the new incoming president will have to address in order to turn the country around. And of course, there's so many that Zimbabwe we'll have to look into, but I've just highlighted three um, that the new president will have to look at. And one key issue that he'll have to have to look into is reviving key sectors. And these key sectors which I've identified is agriculture, mining, banking, and tourism. So we know in terms of agriculture, Zimbabwe used to be called the breadbasket of Africa. And the agricultural sector was really the backbone of the Zimbabwean economy. So they will need to turn this around by using the land efficiently and restoring production to maize and wheat and tobacco. And if they manage to restore the sector um, and quite quickly this will result in increased revenue through exports and as well as job creation. On the mining front, Zimbabwe is abundant in natural resources. They have platinum, coal, iron ore, gold and diamonds. So they're able to restore mining operations. This could also increase revenue and job creation, especially if they will be supported by an increase in global commodity prices. In terms of banking, we know that the banking system has collapsed. We've known about the hyperinflation situation for many years and people queuing outside of banks in order to withdraw money and withdraw limits. Um, so it's a really long road ahead for the Zimbabweans to restore the banking system and to ultimately restore their local currency. And then lastly, on the tourism side, tourism is a huge generator for a lot of African economies. And for them to attract tourists, they will have to stabilize their political situation even more, and they would need to upgrade infrastructure, which will attract tourists, increase revenue, and of course, create jobs. Second key issue which they'll have to look at is attracting foreign investment and local business confidence. And as we know, if investors are coming in, if local businesses are confident about the economy, they're going to invest more. They're going to um, contribute to the economy through building infrastructure, and they will obviously create jobs. So foreign investors will be looking at the incoming policies that will be um, implemented by the new government. They will be looking for political stability and an environment which is conducive for growth that they can actually invest in. And previously, a lot of investors have suffered great losses during Mugabe's time. So this will be a critical period for them to wait and see if they can actually come back to Zimbabwe and invest. And lastly, something that's so important is restoring infrastructure. So very little money has been put toward, in the past four decades, has been put towards roads, communication systems, energy and health services. And we know that a country cannot grow and an economy cannot grow when there isn't 
huge um, infrastructure and this infrastructure is not upgraded and restored with the times. So we'll have to see this happening in Zimbabwe. So overall, if these three issues are just looked at, and there's obviously many others that Zimbabwe will have to look at, but just do these three will result in increase in jobs. It's going to increase the tax base, uh, which will increase tax revenue for the government.